0: John chapter sixteen. Let me say while you're turning to John chapter sixteen, as a young Christian I memorized something in every chapter in the book of John. That was one of the first things I did after I became a Christian. I memorized something in every chapter. And I believe we ought to know at least this universal gospel about the gospel that Jesus gave this man John to tell forth. It's in that way. Third chapter that we have for God's soul of the world. And it's in the book of John you find the universal call. What a blessing. But in the 16th chapter, you find a person mentioned here, and he's not called an it or a thing. A lot of people refer to the Holy Ghost as an it, and they call him a thing. But he is a person. He's the third person of the Trinity. And I announced to you last night, night before, or at least last night, I'd be speaking to you on the most mistreated person in this church. And he's the most mistreated person in any church that I know anything about. Brother, we don't treat the Holy Ghost like we should. He's like a dove. He can be wounded. He's he's precious. And he's kind. And thank God for the moving of the Spirit of God. Would you look at the promise that Jesus gave, and in the 16th chapter of the book of John, beginning with verse 7, Jesus gives a promise that a person will come in His place, and He would abide with us, and He would do the work. Stand with me, please. Let's read the scripture, and then I'm going to get right into the message tonight. In John chapter 16, the Bible says, verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Now, let me say before I read on, they didn't want Jesus to go away. Even in the first chapter of the book of Acts, when Jesus was going away, they asked him, Lord, didn't you come to establish a kingdom of Israel? Lord, don't go away. And he said, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons. Uh, and he ascended back. Well, here he tells them it's expedient, it's necessary that I go away. For if I go not away, notice what he said. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, I like that, brother. When he is come, I'm glad he came and he abides. Praise God. Aren't you glad for the abiding of the Holy Ghost? I'm glad he'll be with you to the end. That's what the book said. Jesus said when he comes, He'll abide with you to the very end. Now, let's read on. See what he said. He will approve the world of sin. Now, brother, I want to tell you something. If you quit something because a preacher says to quit it, that is no good. But when the Holy Ghost lays his hand on you and said that's wrong, you better give it up. You better put it aside. You better not fool with it when the Holy Ghost says it's wrong. Now, let's read on. See what he said. He'll approve the world of what? Sin. Of sin. Now notice secondly, and of righteousness, he'll tell you about the righteousness of God and the filthiness of your righteousness. He'll show you how that you stand in need. Because your righteousness, Isaiah said filthy rights. Read on, please. And of judgment, he'll convict you of judgment. He'll show the judgment before your eyes. And you know one of the things missing today in our modern preaching, brother, people are not shown what the judgment is. And they're not afraid, and they talk like there is no judgment. But the Bible said the Holy Ghost would show you. Let's read on. And then he said, Of righteousness because of sin because they believe not on me. That's verse 9. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of the world is judged. Now let's go back for just a moment. I'm going to show you something. Jesus said, I'm leaving. I'm going to leave you. But he said, after I'm gone, the Holy Ghost, I'll send him, and he'll come as a person, and he'll abide, but said, he's going to do something, he's going to convict. And the main work of the Spirit of God is the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You don't see much of it today. Amen. Brother the and I talked to a preacher today, and he, in so many words, talked about, he don't see much conviction. They don't see many people running down the aisles and weeping and crying. I've got to get saved. Folks, let me say this to you. The Holy Ghost gets a hold of a man right. He'll come running to Jesus. You hear me? I want to tell you, if he gets under Sinai conviction, bless God, he's going to seek him an altar somewhere. and going to cry out to the Lord. So he said, I will send another. He came. He's here but he's been mistreated. In a moment, I'm going to bring you that message. Would you be seated all in the house, and would you bow your head? Every head bowed, every eye closed, every one praying that knows the worth of prayer. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to bring you the message in just a moment. Oh, how wonderful it is to be here tonight, Father. I pray tonight now you will speak to our hearts and God may the Holy Ghost uh, have his right away in everything that's said. I pray that the Spirit of God shall move. Oh, I pray that he'll not be grieved, that he'll not be quenched, that we'll not tonight, our Father, insult him. But I pray that we'll give right away for the moving of the Spirit of the Lord. I'm glad when he has his right away. Then our Father, you're pleased and I pray that every word that'll be spoken will be on the anointing of the Blessed Spirit of God. And then our Father, I pray that you convict of sin through the Holy Ghost tonight. I pray people will see what sin is, what sin does, and see the future of a sinful life. I pray that Christians may see how sin can disrupt their fellowship and how sin can come between them and God. And like David of old, they can cry out for mercy. I pray that you'll speak to our hearts tonight and we'll praise you and we'll thank you because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Beloved, I want to speak tonight on the most mistreated person that you'll find in this church. And somebody said, please people have been mistreated. I'm certainly that in this church. I, I don't go to any church that somebody hadn't been mistreated. Now, maybe it's a purpose, right? or maybe it's not a purpose, but I'm sure that should all agree that somebody comes in this church and maybe nobody speaks to them. Maybe nobody gives them a handshake. Or maybe they're insulted. And that's an awful thing. Brother, when I go to church, I want to be friendly. I want somebody to be friendly to me. I hate to go there and give me that old cold handshake. I hate to go to church, bless your heart, and be insulted. But I'm not preaching about a person like you and me. I want to preach tonight on the person of the Holy Spirit and how he's been mistreated, how he's been abused, how he's been insulted, how that he's been lied to. Many times in the service, people lie to the message, best, Spirit of God. People insult the Holy Ghost and what a sad thing that is. But like you say, preacher, what about him? You want me to give you two reasons before I give the message why I don't you that the precious Holy Spirit? The first reasons, because of what he's already done for me. I want to tell you, he came seeking me, and I'm glad, praise the Lord, he convicted me of my sin. I want to tell you, brother, when a preacher that convicted me the Holy Ghost got a hold of me with an old-fashioned conviction, I got so I couldn't sleep at night, I got so I'd see the judgment. Oh. I was scared to death. I want to tell you I do not want to mislead him because he convicted me and then he constrained me. I'm praised the Lord. I wanted to be saved. I tell you I got such a condition that I couldn't stand it. And when a man gets in that kind of condition, brother, he'll seek a preacher. He'll be looking at somebody that can tell him how to be saved. And the third thing he put converted me. I was born of the Spirit of God. I want to tell you it wasn't a handshake with me. It wasn't a signed card. But I'm glad that he converted me. Now the second reason why I do not want to mistreat him is because of what he's doing for me now. I want to tell you I'm glad he blesses me. I'm glad tonight bless your heart. He comforts me. I'm glad he teaches me. I'm glad he guides me. And Glad for what the Spirit of the Lord is doing tonight. Aren't you glad, brother, that the Holy Ghost is here in the service? And bless his wonderful name. I tell you, when he begins to move among the people of God, you can tell it, mister, there's something about his moving that's that But I want to give you some things about the Holy Ghost tonight. I want you to jot them down. We used to let him be. And I want to speak about it and then show you how they can be mistreated. How this person can be mistreated. First, there's the birth of the Spirit. And I thank God for that. You know who heard about the birth of the Spirit first? Oh, Nicodemus, that religious fellow that met Jesus one night outside Jerusalem. I've been to the very spot where Nicodemus looked Jesus in the face and said, Aren't our teacher come from God? No man can do these miracles. That God do it, except God be with him. And the next verse, Jesus said, Verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. And the next verse says, How can a man, when he's old, be born the second time? Can he enter into his mother's womb? And the next verse says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you're born of the water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's too and the first one is the fleshly birth. And the second one is the spiritual birth. I'm glad the first time I was born in to an earthly family. The second time I was born in to God's family. It's a birth, brother. I'm glad for the spiritual birth. Oh, what a blessing to see somebody birth into the kingdom of God. You'd think that a Baptist with a lot of people in. And bless God, you think, what? back under that uh, and get a lot of people in. But I want to say to every person in this house, it's the birth of the Spirit of God. I'm glad He birthed me. He brothered me in the God's family. And brothers, that makes a difference tonight. Aren't you glad for the birth of the Spirit in your life? Oh, He blesses you by giving you birth in the God's family. And I want to say this, if you get birthed in, you'll not run around here and wonder whether you'll saving us. Bless God, when I got birthed in, I could say, I know whom I believe, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I'm glad for the birth of the Spirit of God. I read the other day for the Methodists, and God helped them, and Baptists, anybody else could say this. but The Methodists said, we've got to put a campaign on that to persuade people to come into our churches. Brother, we don't need more people in our churches. We need more people saved that's already in our churches. We need some people that are blessed by the Spirit of God. And then I saw the other day where the Roman Catholics are trying to get new men to be priests and women to be nuns. And they're going to put on an attractive program. Let me say to you tonight, I don't believe God makes the detective. When he calls some man to preach, I'll tell you, he'll do everything he can to keep away from preaching. Somebody said, what you glad? No, sir. I told the Lord, Lord, you made a mistake. You can't, Lord, you don't know who you're calling. I said, I don't look like a preacher. I don't sound like a preacher. And God said, that's all right. You turn it over to me. I through the rest of the Spirit. the Spirit of God birthed me into the family of God. And we need some people birthed in, And when they're birthed in, bless God they'll be in, in Christ Jesus. That's the second thing, not only the birth of the Spirit, but there's the brooding of the Spirit. And it's found over in Genesis 1 when it says that the Spirit moved upon the face of the waters. You can tell where God hovers and blooms around the place, I like to go into church, where the Holy Ghost is brooding over, I tell you, but he can't brood over a bunch of people criticizing and backbiting, he can't brood over a people that split and fighting, he'll not do that, but when we're in unity and in one accord, Father, the Spirit of God will brood over his people, and what a blessing that is. About four weeks ago, I was in Epheland, back Baptist Church in Ephraim, North Carolina. A few years ago, I got out of the car with Billy Canoy, and he stopped and started weeping. And he just started weeping, and I said, what's the matter? He said, don't look up, but the trees, the leaves are lit up with the Spirit of God. And brother, the pastor come running out of the church, and he came running over to where we were. And he said, boys, he said, God's hovering over this ground. He said, God's hovering over this church. He said, God's hovering over every tree. And I want to tell you, we went into the house of God to have that morning fellowship. We tried to sing, nobody could sing. We tried to preach, and nobody could preach. You say, why the Spirit of God was so strong in the house of God? I want to tell you, he hovered down over that place. And Brother Billy Canoy just stood there and jumped up and down. He said, I'm sorry, I don't have anything, I can't say anything. He said, the Spirit of God is brooding over this place. And, brother, I want to tell you something. When the Holy Ghost broods over you, thank God you'll know it, and you'll leave the house. What a blessing, the brooding of the Spirit of God in our service. Look what he says in Genesis 1-2. He said, In the Spirit of God moved, I hovered, I brooded over uh, the waters in the deep, and God said, Left hand light,' and there was light. And what a blessing, the brooding of the of the blessed spirit of God that I told you this and I'll not have time to go into it, but my wife doesn't like Jamaica. I took her down there twice and she said, I don't like Jamaica. I like it down there. I think the first time or one of the times she where she didn't like it, they went over to get a towel and this a big old lizard about that long, jumped out at her. That scared her to the death, and my wife didn't want to out down there. But Jamaica's a nice place, and I've been there I think eleven times, and I preached there. Uh, the only couple of preaching there, they get saved every time you go down there. I've saved some of them nine times. I say, if I have ever seen such a crowd down there, they get saved every time you go down there. Uh, and I preached there and preached all over that island, uh, but I never will forget. Uh, while I was there one night, a little girl came down, and she's crippled. And she said, Brother Mays, I want to tell you it's dangerous outside, and I, I, I'm afraid to have to go home, and i got a crippled leg, and I have to drive it, but she said, while you're preaching tonight, I saw the blessed Spirit of God come down on you and hover over you while you're preaching. And she said, I don't want your Bible, and I don't want your wristwatch, and she said, I don't want your money, but I'd like to have the Spirit of God to brood over me, and that little girl now can I pray with her and she got up and dragged that leg out and I followed her out and looked at her she went over the hill And she turned around and said, Brother Mays, don't worry, the Spirit of God told me now, let me say, there's the brooding of the blessed Spirit of God, and he makes a difference. Not only is there the birth of the Spirit and the brooding of the Spirit, but number three, there's the blessing of the Spirit. Let me tell you something, when somebody sings, and they're a blessing, you hear me tonight, they've got to sing in the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't care how you can raise your voice uh, and how high you can get. Uh, brothers, that's not it. Uh, it's whether the Holy Ghost is on you or not. Uh, now, night before last, I believe it was. Yeah, the night before last. A young lady got in. I mean, she had a high pitched voice. I mean, shot it from out of sight. I don't know how Dory, how high it goes, at, but she shot it from beyond that. Had one of them high, uh, high soprano voices. Uh, But you know what, and I don't usually like that kind of thing, and I'm honest with you, when they shoot it so high. I can't get up there with them, but you know what happened? She shot it up there and the Holy Ghost went with her. And brother, the Spirit of God blessed her. And I want to tell you something. You talk about spiritual strawberry shortcake. for she got through brother with all eating. And enjoying the blessings of that song. My Bible said Ephesians 1 3. That should be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in our heavenly places with spiritual. Blessings, let uh, me say to you, when somebody sings, uh, and if they're blessing, uh, it's the Spirit of God that's got to do the blessing. Uh, I don't care how good the choir sings uh, if it doesn't have the Spirit of God on it, uh, he, the choir, will not be a blessing. Uh, and number two, when somebody's testifying. You know, when it's good, when the Spirit of God takes over that testimony, I mean, where the Spirit of God is. I thought, well, Brother Guy Rainwater and I'm not here to throw rocks at anybody in his church, but there's a little old lady from down on the islands. And when she got up that night, she didn't say much, but she stood there and said, I'm glad the Lord Jesus Christ found me. And she got to testifying of the grace of God, and the Holy Ghost got a hold of her. And I want to tell you, it shook everybody in each side that the church. You say, why did her testimony sound any greater than the rest of them? No. But it had the to church and the spiritual thing that made the difference, Mother, when you get up to test the Spirit of God, He's the one that does the blessing. And then when a preacher's preaching, I've heard certain people say, you know, i love to hear so-and-so preach. He's a blessing. No, really, He's not. He's he, he the Holy Ghost. It's the blesser, brother. When the preacher's preaching, the Holy Ghost has got to do the blessing. And if He's not there to bless, I don't care how good you can preach. I don't care how it'll you can speak, and I don't care how much you know about the Bible, if it's not seasoned with the power of the Holy Ghost, rather it's sounding and bright, and it's symbol. But thank God for the blessings of the Spirit of God. Every once in a while He'll just bless you when you're by yourself. Oh give it to yourself and Oh, I tell you, just nobody around, and you get to thinking about God, the blessings. And you don't have to be in 10,000 people. I'm glad, Jack, you can be over there working on one of those machines and get to thinking about where God found you and get to thinking about what God's done for you. And, brother, you have a spiritual blessing. I'm glad tonight, my friend, we have the blessings of the Spirit of God. Number four, write this down. We have the breath of the Spirit of God. Oh, what a blessing for him to breathe upon us. I left to be around when he just breathes upon me. Holy Spirit, breathe on me. And it's a blessing when the Spirit of God breathes upon us. You see what do you mean, preacher? The Bible said they rise, John 20. They're scared and frustrated and confused, and the Bible said they found them in a And went in there and closed the door and said, I tell you, we've got to stay here because they're going to kill us and said, we believe that Jesus Christ is coming forth from the grave and we're afraid. And they got up there and because of fear of the Jews. Now let me say this, the persecution is going to start in, in a few days. I believe this like we've never seen it before. I believe there's going to be a separation between the Boy Scouts and the real soldiers. I believe there's going to be a separation between old whites Christ and Christians, bless God, and this crowd playing church in this crowd that's not willing to get in. Yeah. There are not many people that's willing to sell out and go all the way with God. But there's going to be a separation of these. They just ain't to me They got in that room and they were shaking and afraid. And without opening a door, uh, and without climbing in the window, uh, the Savior, the Son of God, uh, that came out of that tomb and said, I was he that was dead, but am alive forevermore, stood up there and held up his hand. And he said, Be not afraid. Uh, They looked at him and said, Wait a minute. He said, A a, a spirit. uh, Had not flesh and bone. They thought they saw a ghost, and the Bible said Jesus breathed upon them and said, unto you. I'm glad, praise God. He breathes upon them. And if he'll breathe upon you tonight, you'll not be afraid. Let me say, brother, when he breathes upon the church. The church is made bold to go out and do great exploits for God. Brother's God not breathed upon his congregation tonight. We won't have to be afraid because he'll give yeah. you Holy Ghost boldness. I'm glad he breathed upon them. And they went out of that upper room and said, we've seen, and they were glad when they went down to Jerusalem, said, I want to tell you he's alive, and the message of that day that they hated was that Jesus Christ was a living Christ. They didn't want that preached. They wanted them to preach Jesus, died on the cross, and left him there, but let me tell you something, I'm glad he didn't stay there. I'm glad he didn't stay in that room. I'm glad he stopped there tonight. Oh, thank you. God, I'm glad He sits at the right hand, ever living public image for you and for me. And there's the breath of the Spirit of God. And I was forget several years ago, I had a good friend, he said to me, he said, Brother Meese, he said, I not go down to the Baptist school and let them breathe on me. That's sickening to me. That's sickening to me. That's sickening. That breathe is a Baptist. You don't need Baptist. Now, I'm a Baptist. I was a Baptist, of course. Most of you knew anything about badness. Well, I said, bad before I ever got saved. Now I'm a saved badness. Right? <laughs> I believe that the Baptists are right. If I didn't believe the Baptists are right, I'd go to the crowd I did believe right. Brother, I believe the Baptist got the truth tonight. If I didn't believe the Baptists had the truth, I'd go where they have the truth. I believe they got the truth tonight. But let me say to you, my friend, the Baptists need the fresh breath of God upon them tonight. We need the fresh breath of God upon our services. And when he breathes upon us, it makes a difference. This boy said to me, he said, I'm going down and let them squirt a little bit. that Baptist that you sold me. Yeah. He said, wouldn't you like to have that? I said, no, sir. I want the Holy Ghost to squirt juice all over me. I want God to breathe on me. I want the breath of God. And brother, what a blessing is the breath of the Spirit of God. Now, let's come to the fifth thing quickly. That's the battle of the Spirit. You say, preacher, turn to Romans 7 when you get, boy, you'll find a battle there between the flesh and the Spirit. Paul said, when I do good, and he wanted to do good, he said, old devil pops up, her evil's there, and he said, I have trouble, there's a battle on the inside, now, I want to tell you the two natures, and that one nature can't sin, never will sin, and if the old nature hadn't been saved, it'll not be saved until the resurrection when it'll be changed, and praise God, we'll drop that robe of flesh to rise to meet the everlasting power. Uh, and I'm going to help some of you tonight. You're going to have a battle till you die. I hear somebody say, Preacher, I never have any trouble. Uh, boy, I do. The devil whispers my ears. Uh, flesh is always saying, do this. Uh, and, you know, if you're not careful, you'll please the flesh. Uh, and the Bible says uh, that we need to mortify and crucify the flesh, uh, that the old man needs to die daily. Uh, and the Bible said, if you live after the flesh, uh, you shall die. But there's the battle on the inside. Uh, the battle on the inside. Now, every year I go up to a place called uh, up above Cherokee, And I'd go up there in a revival meeting, and those Indians come. And I like Indians. Boy, they're peculiar people. They'll sit there. And while I'm up at Bryson City, old Beau Parish, and and some of those Indians will come. And they'll sit there, and they won't smile, and they won't laugh, and they won't shout. Every one of them just sits there and bless God. I just look them right in the face uh, and say, Y'all can sit there like wooden Indians if you want to. I'm going to shout around here. And those Indians, you know, they, they'll came on like it. I remember when Brother Eddie was singing with the Inspirations. Brother Eddie is the only one of the Inspirations that belongs to the little old Mountain Southern Baptist Church. All the rest of the Inspirations belong to Independent Baptist. And uh, Eddie got up, up, there and held up his little baby one Sunday afternoon in the rally service and said, Look at this baby. Maybe I'll be a preacher. And old Tom Harris jumped up and said, "Yeah, I'm independent Baptist preacher." And I was a preaching away that day, and there's three rows of Indians sitting over there. Man, they're sitting there looking at me, and I said, somebody up in Bryson City he said, he are you independent? I, I said, I'm so independent. <laughs> I said, if I was the lone ranger, I wouldn't let one of those Indians right there ride with me. And boy, they found, And everyone one of them looked like sitting bulls over there. And we I got in the car and Doc said, Jim, Indians, live like what you said. I said, that's all right, bless God. God did Call me to preach where Indians like it, uh, Gentiles or Jews. Uh, he said, preach! Uh, and brother, we'd better quit worrying about who likes it and who doesn't like it. Uh, the boy, those Indians have been my friends. I, I always get my hair cut. By the way, we're get one this week. I always get one in Chilhalla. Three of them in, the song leader, and two of them in the barbershop there. And I go in there. But when I'm up at Cherokee, I go down to the Crow Barbershop. And if you ever go through a Cherokee next time, go in there, just the one barber shop, and tell old Crow, say, Crow, how you doing? And he'll tell him, say, I'm a good friend of Brother Mays. I knew was the first time he came to hear me preach several years ago. He sat on the front row, and Brother, I shopped that evening with every bit of the gospel I had. I mean, I went right down on old Crow, and the next day I went down, and Tom said, well, it would make him feel good if you let him cut your hair. And I went in, at maybe his that Navy's barbershop in and said, and he said, Get up in the chest. And I said, All right, Mr. Cone. And I sat down, and boy, he took that old big razor, and that night, and and I turned around. I said, Crow, are you gonna scap me? He said, I might he said you skipped me last night, He turned around. Bless God. I said I'm gonna scap you now. And what a time I had just talking to that Indian. He loves God. My wife and I was up there. We ran into him and we took him in a little fish place on Long John Silverton I ate with him and he talked about the blessings of serving the Lord Jesus. Oh, you say the church, that those Indians up there in Cherokee and Indians, where will you find them when they really get saved? You threw they sell out to God. Oh, Brother Guy Rainwater said, not many of the Indians get saved, but when they really get saved. He said, they'll love the Lord. I said, not many of us Gentiles get saved, but when we get saved, we'll really serve God. Tell me, Brother, when you get saved, you'll serve the Lord. Years ago, there's a missionary who went a hundred years ago up in Cherokee, led the, led the chief to God. And he said he came back, and both parents said, about six months later, he went back through and said to the chief, how are you getting along since you got saved? And said the old chief, said, mm-mm. He said, I said, how are you getting saved? i get getting along since you got saved six months ago. He said, mm-mm. And the missionary said, I said, how are you... Get along, he said, two dogs right here. In my right here my house said they are uh, biting and fighting. All the time said they two dogs right here and said they just are fighting. And the said, which one wins? He said, the one I say seek him to, said he's the one that he wins. You see, he's talking about those two natures. He's talking about the Spirit. And he's talking about the flesh. And Father, there's a battle between the flesh and the Spirit, sir. And we need to recognize that. Now, number six. Oh, that's the blessed filling of the Spirit. I'm glad I've been filled with the Spirit of God. Now, it doesn't mean a second work. It doesn't mean a third work man asked me one time, said, if you had the second blessing. I said, well, let's see, I've had the millionth in the second million. I guess I got the second one somewhere back there. I'm glad, brother, the Bible said, be not drunk with wine, bear in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And we need to be filled with the Spirit of God. What a blessing it is to be filled with God's Spirit tonight. I'm glad one day After I got saved, I said, Lord, I want you to fill me, Jesus! talked about, you shall receive power uh, as the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witness uh, and you can't witness uh, unless you're filled with the Spirit of God. And brother, God, fill me with the blessed Spirit of God, and what a blessing it is to be filled with the Spirit. What a blessing it is to say, I know that I've been filled with the Spirit of God. Now, a lot of people don't know what you're talking about when you talk about being filled with the Spirit. One old lady got up over in South Carolina one time and she said, I'm filled with the spirit. And he was running out the corner of her mouth. Snuff was, and they said, Well, something she's filled with something shores the world. I was over in Alabama one time at Jackson. I was pretty close to you over there. I said, Jackson. boy, I was just preaching, After I got through preaching. A woman came down, she had a mouthful of snuff, and she said, Brother Jackson. Is it a sin for me to be up? And she blew it on me. I said, you're going to blow it on me? It is, sister. That's her I want to say this to you tonight. We're not to be filled with the things of the earth. Rather, we're to be filled with the Spirit of God. We're to have clean vessels. We're to be filled with the Spirit. And what a blessing to have the blessed filling of God's filling. But just the last thing. That's the blessing. Oh, the Bible said in two places, in Mark 3 and Matthew 12. He said, if you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, there has no forgiveness in this world of the world to come. I've seen people walk out of a service, and I believe they blaspheme the Spirit of God. Several years ago, my wife and I was coming back from Simpsonville, South Carolina, and I said, God, I believe that's Marcus. I believe that's Marcus going in there. And oh, he's a Jew. And Marcus, I remember when I, I talked to him about his soul in Columbia, South Carolina, he looked in the face and he said the reason Jesus turned the water into wine was to get drunk. And he said to me, he said, the reason Jesus saved the woman the so well, he wanted to marry that woman and all such a But I remember one time I walked in the office and I said, Marcus, I said, I want to ask you something. I said, do you know God in Christ? I said, you're a Jew. Have you accepted Jesus? And he said, no. He said, I know where your church is. I go on number one highway. I said, you ever stop there, Marcus? He said, yeah. i stop there going up to the beach every Sunday afternoon. Pull off over there on the number one highway in your parking lot and take a drink of it. Boy, you've never heard a man talk like him in your life. And one day... I came to the office at Columbia record, and I said, Marcus, I want to talk to you about your soul. And I saw the Spirit of God begin to work on him, and he started to quiver. And I thought, my, if he don't get right with God, he's going to cross over God's dividing. He's going to blaspheme the Holy Ghost. And there will be no forgiveness in this world, neither in the world to come. And that night, my wife and I stopped in that little place up there in South Carolina. We saw Marcus and he ran. He threw up his hand and he ran. He used to be my friend, but he won't get around me. I believe this, that a man can cross over that deadline. I believe he can blaspheme the Holy Ghost. And if you're here tonight and God's dealing with you, and if you believe that service, if you blaspheme the Spirit, there will be no forgiveness in this world, neither in the world to come. Oh, how sad! it is when people leave out and blaspheme the Blessed Spirit of God." I was in a meeting the other day at Mount Calvary, and I had a good a good preacher friend come up from where I'd just been in a revival meeting, Brother Alvin Ferry, and he said, "'Do you remember a certain girl used to go to Jackson Creek where you think?' I said, "'Yeah." He said, "'Well, she's an old lady now.'" He said, Babe, he said, I walked in the other day, and I was talking to someone else in the grocery store, and I saw her. And I talked to her about the Lord, and said she got real nervous, and said, Brother, maybe she went out there screaming. And he said, the man that was standing behind me said, she's blaspheming the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I mean, she's blaspheming the Holy Ghost. And he tell you something. It's dangerous business when men feel the moving and the wooing of the Holy Ghost, uh, and they go out of the service uh, and blaspheme his blessed name. Every head bowed as I close. Oh, what a sad thing it is. Blaspheme against the Holy Ghost.